When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There are people you love, people you hate. It's what you want out of sort of an action television series. I doubt we're done with Soldier Boy. Where people would just have a human explode on them. They'd just be like, oh, this is gross. As if it's like a lens into what we're saying as the viewers. The number one thing I liked about it was that there was a lot of personal character development. Hello and welcome to the Big Leads Pop Culture Podcast, The Big Stream. I am Liam McEwen, and with us today, for the first time ever, we have Ryan Phillips, and we are here to talk about Amazon Prime's The Boys, the disgusting, the hilarious, the extremely sad superhero TV show. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Uh, you had to do the boys to get me on. That's uh, a show I've been very invested in over the last few years. So I, I'm glad we're hitting this because we talk about it all the time in Slack. And it doesn't feel like anybody else is, is on our page with this one. But yeah, season three, definitely worth discussing. Absolutely. So we'll start with our initial impressions. I liked season three. This is going to be of no surprise. I think everybody who watched it liked it. I think opinions in how much they liked it might vary. I thought it was good. I'm not sure yet, even though it's been a couple of weeks since the finale, I'm still not sure if it's necessarily better than season two, but the things I liked about it, the number one thing I liked about it was that there was a lot of personal character development for all the members of our main cast in ways that were still fresh compared to season two, I guess with the exception of Frenchie because they kind of built on his trauma from season two and just sort of aggressively shoved it in your face for like five minutes in season three. But otherwise, I mean, everybody had really good, uh, really good progression. We learned about Mother's Milk's history with Soldier Boy and how that turned him into the kind of the weird OCDE guy he is today. We learned a lot about Huey and power dynamics. Very interesting. That'll be worth a discussion all on its own. We learned about Butcher's relationship with Huey through the lens of how he sees his brother. There was just a lot of a lot of really good stuff there. And on a much simpler note, I think that season three had some of the just most awesome scenes of any of the boys' seasons so far. I think the fight with Homelander Huey uh, Soldier Boy and Butcher was maybe my favorite scene in all of the boys. It was so good, really felt validating to watch that. It was very exciting. And then I think Herogasm was maybe the best episode that the boys has put forth. I felt Herogasm hit every note that the boys is known for when you just consider absolute 
obscenities, vulgarities, at disgusting scenes, along with extremely high tension and really important plot development that all ends in a huge bang at the end, both literally and figuratively. So I really liked it. What are your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, I, this this season, I felt like until this season, it was really the show was basically about Butcher and Huey. And I felt this season they made it about all of the characters. They really did. We saw a lot less Butcher this season than we do in previous seasons. I mean, there were episodes where he was a, a B-plot, basically, uh, despite the fact that he's going through all this stuff where he's actually injecting himself and becoming a superhero for scenes and, and all that. I, I agree with you that I think they upped the game. There's a lot more. I mean, The Boys is known for just disgusting set pieces where people just willy explode right in front of you into as as gross as it could possibly be. I feel like they upped that this year as almost a winking at themselves, you know, moment where people would just have a human explode on them and they'd just be like, oh, this is gross. As if it's like a lens into what we're saying as the viewers. Um, I agree on the character development. We got a lot more from A-Train. We got a lot more from Mother's Milk. We got a lot more uh, from even Homelander to a degree. We got some, almost they tried to chip away to a little humanity with him, which it really hasn't been for the first two seasons. And then I feel like with Huey and Butcher's relationship, you get a much deeper lens as to why Butcher actually kind of cares about him a little bit and he's not because butcher doesn't seem to care about anybody but his goal he cares a little bit about the guys on this team but why is he so attached to huey why did he bring huey in initially and you start to really understand that on a deeper level so i i completely agree with you they went below the surface this season in a way they haven't before i i don't know if it's my favorite season. i think the first season the shock of just what it was and how different it was still holds like a a place in my heart with that we know they're getting a fourth season so it felt like a lot of this season the, the the back half was not only resolving things but also setting up what happens next where i feel like some of the other seasons it felt like you could end the show there i i didn't feel that way this year and it's definitely set things up with Annie January joining the boys and you know spoiler alert by the way if you're watching if you haven't seen it go see it but um you know I, I I really thought it was interesting how they did all this I also thought you know a side plot that I thought was really interesting was uh, the deeps just obsession with getting back in and willing to do anything no matter what where he had kind of been like a guy in previous seasons you kind of felt bad for him and he kind of felt like well He's trying to do the right thing. He's just not good at it. And then he's kind of all, he's kind of got his head warped by being in this group and all that. That's why he's, you know, willing to sort of coerce somebody sexually and all of those things. But then you kind of felt like, oh, he's just pathetic. And then this year you felt like, oh no, he's just, he's kind of evil. He kind of is evil. He's just willing to do whatever it takes to get what he wants. And so all of that was interesting. One side plot I want to mention that we need, that I want to talk about is Black Noir this year which was really well done and really interesting, I thought. Yeah, the big Black Noir reveal. We finally know a little bit about our silent Black Mask superhero. I did think that stuff was pretty interesting. I thought that the way they looped him into the Soldier Boy uh, storyline was good. Young Stan Egner fucked me up. Like, that was that was some good stuff. I did think... I mean, the end came quickly for Black Noir. Yes. And I still don't even know how I really feel about that. Like, it seems about right. There were a couple of different directions it was. It looked like it was going to go. They did a good job of making sure that you really didn't have, have any idea what really happened with Black right. Noir and Soldier Boy until his weird animated mental 
like coping mechanism. I think that's one of the best things they've done on the show because if you think about like Black Noir doesn't talk, so he doesn't have any friends. So what does he do? He creates imaginary friends that he had as a kid, and there. And you wonder, like, I want to go back and watch. It's like were they constantly with him the entire time? Those little animated, like, you know, Vought cartoons. Were they with him the entire time? Or that was that the only thing he was talking to or dealing with? And so. I just I thought that was a really interesting way to do it. It's like, okay, if somebody can't talk, what are they gonna they can't just have no life? And so he'd created this world around himself. And it was at the same time, it was sweet. It was also really messed up and sad and scary and like all of those things. But I thought that the way the show handled it was was really interesting and really, really great. Yeah, it was horrifying, really. It was just horrifically depressing. And like you said, though, it makes sense. Like, this guy is so damaged. He needs to have some sort of relationships with somebody. And they ended up being with all of his imaginary friends. And it was a creative way to at least demonstrate what happened and kind of broke up. Because they did a lot of those flashbacks to that scene down in Central America with the CIA and everything. And I think after, like, you know, if they had done for Black Noir's reveal a more normal videotaping of what transpired then it would have felt a little bit overdone but instead they got creative they used the animated characters and it was still horrifying but in like a happy tree friends sort of way like it was kind of these like exploding animated characters it was just it was good it was good I am gonna miss him I am gonna miss him a little bit I mean he was kind of useless and I thought my personal conspiracy theory was that Black Noir was going to end up fighting Homelander because he was so attached to Soldier Boy. I was a little wrong on that front, obviously. But overall, I mean, he was a, you know, OG member of the Seven. I mean, he he mattered a lot. And now they've severed that tie from uh, to the past with him gone, with Soldier Boy getting put back into a cryogenic chamber of some sort by an unknown government entity. And now you wonder. He got, you know, the, he got the he got the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yeah, exactly. At the end, just top men are are studying him. We're just gonna warehouse him. Yep. Hopefully, it's not as bad as the torture he underwent in Russia because that shit was messed up. But you do wonder. They, I mean, one of my like minor issues with season three is that it did follow a similar trope to season two, where it's like, oh, this superhero from way back when that everybody thought from was gone is back. Oh, man, how about that? And then it's like, oh, no, they're terrible. Shocker of all shockers. And they did it differently, obviously, with season three. Jensen Ackles did an incredible job. He did. And I think Soldier Boy itself was a really interesting, like, humanized version of Homelander. That was, like, yes. his sexual purpose as far as when you think about it conceptually. It's like, this is what Homelander would be like if he grew up in a normal life. Like, he would still be a huge asshole who kills way more people than he ever needed to. But he does have some vague sense of morality, and he talks to you like a normal person. Like, the conversation that Soldier Boy had with Huey when they were waiting for Butcher to finish up doing whatever he was doing, and they were just talking about, like, drugs and what it was like back in the 80s and, like, all that stuff. It's like, this is a person. You never felt like that once with homelander and so now i wonder to bring it back to the initial point i was trying to make is that they've like i said they've cut off ties to the past with the death of black noir and the once again imprisoning of soldier boy i doubt we're done with soldier boy but no. i do think that they might next season stray from the secret superhero trope or at least i hope they do because at this point we have enough established characters we have enough superheroes the secret superhero from the past was cool and fun while it started, especially since they all have these like weird new powers. 
but I do think that they're probably done with that kind of storyline. Yeah, and I'm also glad they kind of wrapped up the storyline of the normal people getting powers. Uh, they kind of said that, well, if you take it too much, you're going to die. And, and sort of we don't know what's happening at the end there. But they, I, I, I thought that was an interesting storyline, but I don't think that's something that can continue because a lot of these shows that have people with powers and people without powers, one of the things they suffer from is they find ways to give everybody some version of powers. And then it's, well, it's not special then. I mean, it's, it shows, you know, like, vampire shows or something where everybody winds up being something or, or, or superhero shows where it's like, no, you've discovered you have secret power. Like it, it winds up on wick where everybody is an assassin. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it, it just, it can dilute like the, how special the main people are. And so I thought that that was good that they kind of put a bow on that at the end by, by, by putting that timeline on how much you can use it and all that. Um, and, and so that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I agree with you that sort of bringing the old superhero back was 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 it was something that was played out. I mean, you know, the last one they brought back a Nazi. This one they brought back like an American hero who wasn't truly a hero. Also, shout out to Paul Reiser for his short, brief uh, run in this show. He was amazing as like the old film producer who had, knew everybody's secrets and everything. I thought he was so great because usually Paul Reiser plays the the really nice guy you think you can trust. And this guy was just as sleazy as possible. So I just thought it was a nice little departure for him. Yeah. I, I think that it's the show certainly echoed a lot of what season two did. And so hopefully you're right. Season four is going to be a sea change. I think with, they actually now have somebody with powers in their group who they like and who's a, you know, a, a quote unquote good guy in, in Annie, but it will be interesting to see which, you know, how much tension develops there because their whole purpose is to get rid of those people. So how much tension develops there or do they, are they actually in it together, et cetera. So uh, I love where it left off for the future, certainly. Um, and also Homelander getting closer to his son is going to be interesting. Now are there two of them to deal with? He kind of gets rid of his dad with Soldier Boy and pulls his son closer. And you feel like he's doing that not because he loves his son, but because he's an owl. And because he needs to be loved by somebody. Yes, absolutely. He starts to tap into the kind of the cult following stuff throughout the season. But I think the end of the season, like you were saying, is actually one of my problems with the season at large was that if you look at where they were at the end of season two versus the end of season three, not a lot changed significantly. No. Obviously, Homelander now has Ryan. That's the biggest change. That's the most important change. That's going to be a central plot point in season four. Makes sense. But there's still a secret soup who's in the government in a position of power, which is a problem. Shout out Victoria Newman. The boys are kind of just back in the same spot where, you know, they had the temporary compound V thing going on. That was really useful for accelerating Huey's plot development. And now Butcher is... A, has a terminal illness like he's going to die on the shorter side but i mean overall it's like they you know they didn't really make a lot of progress in their overarching goal of bringing down vaught cracking down on the bad superheroes and taking down homelander and i well, think that go ahead you know, I, I was gonna say i think vaught is almost taking down itself in some ways like you're starting to see the cracks there where it's not vaught anymore it's really just homelander and and he's in charge sort of there but I feel like it's almost like they've 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 slayed one problem and created another, and and I mean that's what you know an ongoing TV series does. Obviously, 
you're right. I think that the, the Newman developments, the Victoria Newman developments were, I mean, we knew she was bad at the end of season two. And now we know that she is maneuvering to essentially try and I would, I, what I would assume would be take over everything, you know, the country, not just the, you know, Vought. So it's, it's, it's an interesting way to end it. You're right. Like as far as big picture problem solved, not much changed. It was a fun ride to get there. I will say that. I think that the, the episodes, what, six and seven or two of the best they've done episode eight was you know it's always hard to do your best episode in a finale because you have to wrap so many things up it's the reason that game of thrones would always do the big battle in the next to last episode because it's it's hard to do something big and fun and crazy and then wrap up all the storylines as well so eight you got some battles you got you got some fights you got some things done but but six and seven were two of the best episodes i think they've done and so it ended on a higher note but at the same time, you're right. You have to understand, like, they have to figure out what the show is. Like, is this really going to be the boys taking these guys down? Or is it going to be the boys continuing to lose in their battle to take these guys down? Like, because nobody really, I mean, other than Black Noir, there weren't any huge deaths this year. Or they didn't really knock the number of superheroes down. I mean, Maeve is gone, but she's still alive. She's could always come back. Well, I guess, did, did she get her powers taken? Was that the, I couldn't, I didn't understand that at the end. That was the implication, was that yeah. she got her powers taken when she fl uh, flew out the side of the building with, with Soldier Boy. With Soldier Boy, yeah. And then she survived and got scooped by the boys. And then she is going to go run away and hang out on some farm somewhere with her yeah. girlfriend. Love so that you wonder if she'll be back. Yeah, love that for her. Good for her. Um, yeah, I mean, they opened the door to, for her to come back when they gave Kimiko her powers back after she got them taken from Soldier Boy, yeah. and then all she just needed was regular Compound B, and she was back to the exact same suit. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see what develops here, where are they going to go, and is it just going to be the world versus Homelander? I mean, obviously, they show at the end, he's got this cult following, they definitely echo a Trump-like figure where, you know, he can say and do whatever he wants, and his followers still love him no matter what. And that's going to obviously they, they, I feel like the show has done a good job of, of incorporating what's really going on in the world with the show. And they've done that since season one and sort of following these real trends, but it'll be, that's going to be the next tension point. I think is, you know, the two versions of the public, the ones that dislike superheroes and dislike bot and all of that. And the ones that follow home. Yeah, that does seem, I mean, that final scene where Homelander kills the heckler who accidentally hits yep. Ryan with a water bottle and everybody starts cheering and you got the meme of Homelander reacting, like where he's like realizing that these people actually like it when he's violent and kills without mercy. When, he, it was when pretty, he's himself, basically. Yes, yeah. when he's himself. And it was pretty on the nose. I think outside of that episode in season two where they demonstrated the like, dude who stays inside all day listening to Vought News shooting the minority cashier because he thinks he's an evil superhero or whatever. Like, that was that was the most on the nose they've been throughout all three seasons as far as real-life parallel goes. But Homelander's personal journey into, like, leaning into who he is because he'll be accepted because he's, like, against the man and that kind of stuff yeah. is obviously really on point and even more ironic in this universe where he is against the man because there's literally nobody else on the earth as powerful as he is. So he should be the man. And everybody loves the idea of that, especially Todd. Fuck Todd. Just a brief aside. Fuck Todd. I have no idea 
how Mother's Milk X married that man after having a child with Mother's Milk. Absolutely insane. That was a, another terrible, ter- not, not, it was good, but it was terrible. Side one. Yeah, the real world parallels have been good. I think that that is also, it points us into the direction of season four as far as what you said. Are they going to take them down or are they going to, you know, keep failing? And like, if the show wants to keep on mirroring real world kind of tropes and the the, the atmosphere of what's happening, then they're obviously going to keep losing. But I also yeah. don't see a universe in which the boys, especially if they decide to go all through Butcher's entire health crisis next season and have him die at the end of season four i do not foresee a universe where at least homelander isn't also killed along with butcher because if we know anything about butcher he is going to die trying to take down homelander yeah i think that's 100 percent true and and i think that that is sort of it, i think i think season four is shaping up to be the battle for ryan not me uh homelander's son uh i think that is really what is going to be and you saw you know when he killed, when, when Homelander killed the heckler and everyone started cheering, you could see that Ryan got a little smile on his face and is sort of liking the destruction and the adulation that comes with it. We have to talk about the, the sort of starlight any January um, relationship with Huey. Do you think these two are destined to stay together, Liam, or did you see some cracks in the relationship this year? Well, obviously there were some cracks. Um, I do think ultimately well actually i'm not sure i'm not sure about the answer to your question i do think that they are the like a relationship in the show and Mm -hmm. so they're not going to drop the complications with it going forward i think huey got some undue criticism about how he feels about the power dynamic here i saw a lot of discourse suggesting that it was as simple as man does not like powerful woman not true at all huey has been a victim this entire show. The opening scene of the show is his girlfriend exploding on him because of a superhero. And then whenever over the course of these three seasons, he finally gets a chance to make a tangible difference and do something, he ends up getting sidelined in the biggest moments because he's not a superhero or ex-SAS or a lifelong criminal. And so then finally he gets temporary compound B and he feels like he can do something. And then Annie is yelling at him not to do it. And then he, saves her in like his last romantic effort at the end of Herogasm and she's all mad I mean like I get I get where Huey is coming from here there are some issues that he's working through as far as just being a normal person in a superhero world that I think would be relatable for most of us you know but I think also Annie obviously has a lot of points that Huey's being a huge jackass by you know basically sacrificing his life once you learn that it's terminal but at the very least in the moment risking his life for the temporary feeling of being super powerful and volunteering to put this stuff in his body that has ruined the lives of countless of children, including mm-hmm. Annie, who I'm sure has a lot of, I mean, they, I don't know how much they really touched on it this season, but last season, at least with the storyline with her mom, there was a lot of internal conflict there as far as being robbed of a normal childhood because her mother got paid a bunch of money to inject her with secret compound B. In terms of their long-term relationship, I have to assume they end up together just because yeah. they are the A couple in you know some capacity. But I think it's far that that road is you know still still long to go. There's a lot of bumps still to overcome. 
but I don't really know how much further they can progress it with the temporary compound be eliminated. I think next season is going to be a lot of introspection for Hugh instead of a lot of kind of, he took a lot of action this season, which I yeah. love for him because obviously kind of the whole, like the central function of Huey's character is what he can't do, not what he can. And so they flip that on its head for this season, but at the sacrifice of him remaining the only like purely good character in the show. Like they played a lot, they played up the parallels between him and Butcher a lot throughout that season, not only with Butcher's flashbacks in regards to his brother and the way that he prevents Huey from trying to sacrifice himself to make all this happen, but also in the way that Huey's attitude towards Compound V, towards superheroes completely changed from episode one to episode eight which I thought was the most important part of the season. And I thought that's what made this season so good was kind of Huey bouncing around from place to place, trying to figure out who he is, how he can affect the world in the way that he knows how, and then the consequences that therefore arise. Yeah. It's sort of like his motivation for the show is, or his motivation is, is obviously starts with his, his ex-girlfriend exploding on him, as you said, because a train runs through her. And and you sort of over time, he's the one who has his views on things have shifted so much and his motivations for why he's doing what he's doing have shifted so much. I mean, now it feels like it felt like this season he was doing what he was doing to protect his girlfriend, you know, not as much to get rid of superheroes, whereas I feel like Butcher's motivation the entire time has been the same. It's it's revenge for what for his wife. I mean, essentially, that has been Butcher's motivation since the jump now there's a little bit about you know protecting ryan and, and all of that stuff but huey's the one whose motivations keep changing and and he keeps trying it's almost like he's trying to in especially in the beginning of this season he's almost trying to justify why he's doing what he's doing and by the end you feel like there's a clear reason it's to defeat homelander it's not to defeat the larger you know superheroes at large i mean there were times where he actually seemed to like soldier boy a little bit in their little interactions but at the same time he's like well this guy's kind of messed up but at the same time it's not that bad you know and, and you know who wouldn't after everything soldier boy went through like yeah. he was a tremendous asshole before he got kidnapped but you know nevertheless they they shot an ak into his mouth just to see what would happen like, yeah yeah uh so yeah i think that that relationship the, the relationship between annie and and I think they'll end up together. I do, but I also think it's an interesting conduit for the whole show. Also the added tension of them working together did not go well at times this year. So now she's in their group. Like what's that going to be like? Uh, so yeah, I think that, that their relationship is like the one pure positive on the show typically, but there's all this tension around it. And, and I guess we'll see what develops there. Uh, all in all, I, I know you liked the season. Like, where do you, as, as opposed to the end of season two, how do you like where the show is setting up to be at the end of season three? I think the pieces that they laid out at the end of season three are going to make for a banger of a season four. I don't think I necessarily felt that way about season two. Season two is more about continuing to build up just how dangerous Homelander is if he's unhinged with the added twist of Newman's head exploding kind of getting thrown in there. And that was like a very sudden twist, especially at the end of season two when they revealed it was Newman and you had no idea what was going to happen. This season, they relied less on the out of nowhere twist and more about the gradual building up to a climax. I am more excited for season four 
at large than I was at the end of season two for season three, just because it's less predictable now. Season two, you're like, all right, they're going to keep trying to kill Homelander and Homelander is going to keep going crazier and crazier. And then there's also the Newman they may have to deal with along with Stan Edgar. Versus the end of this season, there are actually tons of different directions that they can take Homelander's yeah. character. He's still going to be nuts. And he's still going to be a total psychopath who needs to die because otherwise he can just hold the world hostage and blah, blah, blah. But him getting Ryan and start of sort of like coming into his own as like truly his own person, as messed up as it is, makes him a far more interesting character to me. Because up until really, I think, two thirds of the way through this season, he was still Homelander, the bot product. And now he's Homelander, the guy who realizes that he can be a huge asshole and everybody will love him for it. And then you add in the inclusion of maybe the first character who will love him unconditionally in Ryan, you don't know what that's going to do to him. So I think that is going to be far and away the most interesting part of next season. I think that Homelander has grown tremendously over the last couple of seasons just as a character of interest from being your pretty stereotypical baddie who you every time he comes on screen, you wonder what messed up thing he's going to do next versus kind of its own fleshed out character who like I could foresee, I don't think this is likely, but I could foresee an ending for Homelander where he actually ends up like a half decent person. And you feel sympathetic towards him a little. Yeah, yeah. you feel a certain level of sympathy towards him because I mean, you know, he's a jackass, but he has had an awful life. And so I think that that makes the show way more interesting as fun as the simplistic uh, view of the boys versus superheroes is. I think that that will make season four very, very, very good. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm much, I'm looking, I mean, I love the show, so I was looking forward to season three, but I think season four is actually, I'm excited about it. I, I'm excited with the directions they go in. Um, I'm excited for what they do. Side note, one of the things I absolutely loved was that you essentially got what would happen if, superman and captain america fought without it being superman and captain america with soldier boy and homelander like you just felt like they're kind of giving you these subtle things uh, occasionally of that are things comic book fans might want i mean I, I was not a comic book guy but i definitely have gotten into marvel and i've gotten into dc movies and all of that and so you get things that you know it's a version of maybe what that would look like and i think it's it's so great that they basically have knockoffs uh, versions of the big superheroes uh like the deep is like the worst version of aquaman ever but yeah no i agree i think that 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 season four is something to look forward to um i, I you know anytime carl urban is on screen as butcher you're gonna watch he's just so good and that guy please give him an Emmy nomination for once he absolutely deserves it uh carl urban's great and everything but this role was made for him um and, and i feel like you know anthony Starr is as homelander does such a great job of playing a psycho it's it's so well done and it's just it's such a great show and i enjoyed every bit of it um what's your what's your rating for this one out of five stars liam so my rating for this season, I'm going to put it at a solid. I think that there were some issues that I discussed previously. And then I think also my biggest beef with the finale was the whole Ryan being involved aspect. Like the fact that he was just standing there meant that Butcher was going to team up with Soldier Boy. There was no way that they could have just kind of quickly gotten Ryan away before going back and everybody fighting Homelander as planned. That required a certain suspension of disbelief that was a little bit above and beyond even for this show. 
overall, it gave me everything I expected from the boys. It gave me everything I needed from the boys. And it set up a really good, what should be a really good next season. And I think that it wasn't perfect television, but it was damn good television. Yeah, I reserve five stars for like season one of Mad Men, you know, like very rare television events. So I had it as a, at a four as well. Um, I think the boys at some point, you know, just based on its potential could unleash a five star season. Uh, I don't think it's there yet, but maybe that's what's going to be the final whatever the final season of this is. We're, we're getting season four. We don't know if it's going to be the last season or if they're going to do a season five or whatever, I think they can keep it going for a while. Cause I think there's a lot of, of ground to explore here when you're basically making up. I mean, I know it's based on uh, source material, but you're basically making up stuff as you go. And, and there are a bunch of different ways you could go. So I had it at a four. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was entertaining. You will not be bored watching the show at any point. Um, it keeps you entertained. It keeps you focused and, there are people you love, people you hate. It's, it's what you want out of sort of an action television series, and they do it incredibly well. Uh, be prepared to be, you know, a little grossed out or a lot grossed out, but um, they definitely go there when other shows would not. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun, fun watching it, and uh, we'll certainly be tuned in for season four. Absolutely. Thank you, listeners, as always, for tuning into the big stream. I am Lee McEwen. This was Ryan Phillips. We will see you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.